How does the LA Kings' new top line stack up against the rest of the Pacific Division? We'll answer that and play Name That King on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, we look at how the Kings' new top line of Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, and Kevin Fiala stacks up against the other top lines in the Pacific Division. We'll also play another edition of Name That King and test your knowledge of Kings players from the past, plus another rival report, some news on the Kings Pacific Division opponents to pass along. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm still at as a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a lifelong L.A. Kings fan. So I think all Kings fans are very excited about the Kings' new number one line this offseason with the addition of Kevin Fiala coming over from the Minnesota Wild, joining Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. And I don't know if you have had this thought or not, but I did. How does this new number one line kind of stack up against the other number one lines in the NHL? Um, so you could do some research on this and it would take a while, but I decided, well, let's just start small and see how it turns out instead of figuring out where that line stacks up against the entire NHL. Let's just see how they stack up against the other projected number one lines in the Pacific division. And if they are, you know, top one or two, then we could project that out over maybe Western conference. And if they're still high up, maybe where they rank in the entire NHL. So that was uh, what I decided to do, and this is a very unscientific uh, look, but it is based in uh, past statistical performances, uh, recent past uh, from this past year. It also includes, obviously, projected number one lines for teams because there have been new players that have come on. Uh, two different teams, more you know specifically like the Calgary Flames, who now have Jonathan Huberto playing on their top line left wing because Johnny Gaudreau has left. But uh, anyway, just looking at this, just to give kind of a, a fun look, I guess you could say, at maybe where the Kings' number one line statistically stacks up against the other top lines in the Pacific Division. So let's look at the LA Kings' Number one line for this year, of course, projected number one line, but it's pretty much, I think, set in stone that Andre Kopitar is going to be the number one center. Adrian Kempe is going to play on his right wing and Kevin Fiala will play on the left wing. As far as their numbers from a year ago, Andre Kopitar finished with 67 points. He had 19 goals and 48 assists. Adrian Kempe with that breakout goal scoring season for him, career high 35 goals to go along with 19 assists and a career high 54 points. And Kevin Fiala, also a career high for him in his offensive numbers, 33 goals, 52 assists for 85 points for Kevin Fiala. Uh, that is, those are great numbers. We hopefully uh, will see that again this season. But if you look at the total numbers, just goals, assists, and points for the projected number one line of the LA Kings, that would be 87 goals, 119 assists, for 206 points, and I think if you ballpark it and you look at it, if you if you have a top line or any line that goes over 200 points total in a season, that's a pretty good line. 
So how do they stack up against the rest of the Pacific Division? Let's go in reverse order of how the teams finished in the standings. We'll start with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Of course, a very offensively challenged year for Seattle. And because of that, no surprise, they're having some pretty major changes. Uh, Their number one line projected, and by the way, these projections come from our uh, from dailyfaceoff.com, who has all of the teams' uh, lines, one through four, defense, everything, special teams, all projected out, if you want to go check that out on their website. Again, it's dailyfaceoff.com. But they have the Seattle Kraken top line of Matty Berniers as their center. Now, he is uh, going to be uh, in his rookie season. He played 10 games for the Kraken last year. Now, he looked really good over that very small sample size, but that's that's saying a lot if you're going to have a rookie center in your number one line. But that's what the folks at Daily Faceoff think. That We'll see about that. Uh, but Matty Berniers, the, the, the former standout at the University of Michigan, number one draft pick recently of the Kraken, they've got him centering their top line. And two newcomers will be on his wings in Andre Barakovsky, who came over from Colorado and where he won the Stanley Cup, and Oliver Bjorkstrand on the right side. Uh, where he came over from the Columbus Blue Jackets. If you take their point totals from a year ago and you project out what Matty Berniers did in his brief 10 games and you project that out over 82 games, their totals would be 74 goals, 117 assists for 191 points. I don't see that happening, frankly, because I I can't imagine that Matty Berniers is going to have a projected season like he did over 10 games for 82 games in his rookie year. But again, this is not a scientific poll. That's the numbers. The 191 points uh, is below what the LA Kings are projected to do based on what they did a year ago. So let's move on to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, They have a projected top line of Trevor Zegras, the runner-up for Rookie of the Year at center. The old veteran Adam Henrique playing on the left side. He is not a a number one uh, winger in my opinion, but the Ducks are rebuilding. And so uh, it's a possibility according to, again, daily faceoff. That's what they have. And Troy Terry on the right side. And if you didn't know Troy Terry, what a phenomenal year he had for the Ducks last season. 37 goals. You thought Adrian Kempe took a big step forward uh, in his goal scoring. Troy Terry blew his previous career high out of the water. I think he had like seven goals was his career high. Uh, before last season so he exploded on the scene we'll see if he can do that again but uh, a tremendous year for him but even with that if you put the totals of Zegris Henrique and Troy Terry together it would be 79 goals 91 assists for 170 total points uh, from a year ago so clearly not not close to uh, the LA Kings projected point total for next year based on what Fiala, Kopitar, and Kempe did a season ago. Let's take the next step to the San Jose Sharks. They have a projected top line of Tomas Hurdle at center, Andre Barabanov on left wing, and Timo Meyer on the right wing. Timo Meyer, very underrated player uh, in the NHL who had 76 points last year uh, from the right wing position. Uh, Add up all their goals, points, uh, goals and assists together. You've got 75 goals, 104 assists for 179 Total points, that again would be far below uh, what the LA Kings are projected to do. So, so far so good. The Kings uh, right now going through those non-playoff teams, those those three uh, you know teams below the, them in the standing so far, the Kings have been better than. How about the Vancouver Canucks, a team that's very intriguing, uh, definitely some talent on this team. They are projected to have a top line of JT Miller at center, who had a phenomenal year a year ago. A lot of trade uh, talk surrounding him. Uh, the Canucks not sure if they're going to be able to re-sign him, and uh, he's going to be a free agent after this year, so there is a lot of trade talk about JT Miller. But last year, 32 goals, 67 assists, and came up one 
point short of eclipsing the century mark, 99 points a year ago for JT Miller. He'll have projected Elias Pettersson on his left wing, Brock Besser on his right wing. Uh, The total for those guys would be 87 goals, 126 assists for 213 points. So that is actually ahead of what the Kings would have projected as their point total based on last year. So the Canucks would knock the Kings for the moment out of the top spot as far as what the number one line is projected to uh, put up as far as point totals. Let's go next to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Their projected top line is Jack Eichel at center, Mark Stone on the right wing, Chandler Stevenson on the left wing. Stone and Eichel both only played, well, they both played less than 40 games a year ago, so you'd have to project their numbers out over an 82-game schedule, Uh, both of them with the injury issues. If you put it all together with that top line, they would have 73 goals, 115 assists for 188 total points. That would be below the Kings. So right now you've got Vancouver would be one, LA two in in the one-two looking at that. So let's go to the Edmonton Oilers who finished second in the Pacific last year. And of course, Connor McDavid centering their top line. uh, Another MVP caliber season for him. 44 goals, 79 assists for 123 total points um, they are projecting a Vander Kane to play on his wing and Vander Kane had a great season for the Oilers remember he only played 43 games for him though because he was suspended by San Jose at the beginning of the year ended up getting traded um, and uh, Zach Hyman would be on the left wing he had a nice first season for the Oilers as well add it all together and I think you're, you're going to know the results of this uh, the Oilers based on projections and what they did a year ago that would be 112 goals scored uh, the first team we've talked about that's gone over the 100 goal mark 138 assists for 250 points, and that would put Edmonton at number one. Uh, The Canucks would then be number two, and that would bump the Kings down to number three. Will they stay in the top three? Well, let's check out the final team, the Calgary Flames, your reigning Pacific Division champions. Of course, they lost Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, their MVP candidate, so but they replace him with Jonathan Huberdeau, so that's that's actually a very comparable replacement. Uh, their projected top line is Elias Lindholm at center with Tyler Toffoli and Jonathan Huberdeau on the wings. Huberdeau last year, if you didn't know, in Florida, thirty goals, eighty-five assists. Uh, that is uh, even more than Connor McDavid had a year ago for a hundred and fifteen points. Uh, so that's a, a, a big addition for the Flames, even though they are taking a step back with some of their losses. But add it all together, Calgary uh, would have 96 goals from their top line, 151 assists for 247 points, just below the Oilers, but in front of the Canucks and the Kings. So based on this incredibly unscientific look at where the LA Kings' number one line would stack up against the other top lines in the Pacific Division, uh, right now, just statistically, you would have uh, the Edmonton Oilers would be number one with Connor McDavid. Probably not a surprise. Uh, number two would be the Calgary Flames with Jonathan Huberdeau, another 100-point guy uh, who was you know, finished in the top five, I believe, in the MVP voting a year ago. A little bit surprising to me that the Canucks check in at number three with 213 projected total points. We'll see if JT Miller can have that big season like they did a year ago. And then you would have the LA Kings, I guess, middle of the pack in the in the 18 Pacific Division with the 206 total points. So again, a very unscientific look, but I was curious just on a very you know surface level, where does that Kings top line stack up offensively against the other lines in the Pacific Division? And right now, right now, they're checking at number four in the middle of the pack. We shall see how that plays out 
this coming season. I will say, I think there's a potential for Kevin Fiala to have even better numbers than he had a year ago because he didn't play on Minnesota's top line. Uh, his uh, his line mates were Frederick Gaudreau, who's kind of a journeyman, and Matt Boldy, who's a young up-and-coming player. But there's no doubt Kevin Fiala is playing on a better line this season than he did a year ago, and he's going to get more minutes and more significant time this year than he did a year ago. So we'll we'll see if Kevin Fiala can can uh, boost up his numbers. But anyway, there you go. Uh, hopefully you found that interesting, kind of a very, uh, you know, a, a very on the surface, not deep dive look into point totals for the projected number one lines for the teams in the Pacific Division and where the LA Kings stack up, at least according to what I have looked into, they would rank fourth in total points among top line forwards in the Pacific Division. Would you like to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season? Well, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So no news involving the Kings over the past 24 hours, uh, especially we're still looking to see uh, when and if uh, the LA Kings re-sign defenseman Mikey Anderson and Sean Dersey. So no new news to report there. Uh, there was some news involving one of the Kings' Pacific Division rivals, and that would be the Edmonton Oilers, as they signed forward Kyler Yamamoto to a two-year, $6.2 million contract avoiding arbitration. The 23-year-old played in 81 games of the Oilers last season, where he scored 20 goals and accounted for 41 points. He was taken 22nd overall by the Oilers in the 2017 NHL draft, made his debut that same year, set new career highs in games played, goals, and points this past season. Uh, Yamamoto recorded seven points in 14 games of the Oilers in the playoffs. Um, He's played, uh, he had been playing under a one-year contract with the team. Uh, Spokane, Washington native. I I almost, I could have swore he had some connection to Southern California as well, Kyler Yamamoto. But again, uh, just some news involving one of the top young players for a Pacific Division rival, the Edmonton Oilers, Kyler Yamamoto, two-year, $6.2 million uh, extension with the Oilers avoiding arbitration. All right, it is time for, I'm sure, what you've all been waiting for, time to play another edition of Name That King. I give you... Clues and information about a former L.A. Kings player from the past. And hopefully by the time we get to the end, you'll have figured out who this player is. Now, if you don't know um, this player, um, then consider you getting a little bit of a history lesson on a former player involved in the L.A. Kings. If you can't figure out who it is, you'll be a little bit more uh, knowledgeable about past L.A. Kings players. Now, some of the players I brought up so far, we've had Lubomir Viznovsky, Ian LaPerriere, and Felix Potvin. Uh, let's see. I think, I think this is actually the easiest one we've done so far, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully you will get this edition of name that King. This King was born on May 13th in 1983 in grand ledge, Michigan. He was drafted in the second round 44th overall by the Edmonton Oilers back in 2002. He would go on to have a solid career at the university of North Dakota uh, turning pro after three years for that team. Uh, he would end up after a couple of seasons with the Oilers to be traded to the LA Kings on October 8th of 2008, along with Jarrett Stoll for the aforementioned Lubomir Wisniewski. Uh This former King would play in LA for uh, starting in the 2008-2009 season through the 2016-2017 season, compiling 16 goals, 
51 assists for uh, in 464 games as an LA King. Uh, this rugged defenseman also racked up 458 career penalty minutes as a King. All in all, he played 12 seasons in the NHL, nine in LA, where he was a part of both Stanley Cup winning teams in 2012 and 2014. Uh, later in his career, he would have an A on his sweater as one of the Kings' alternate captains. He wore number two in Los Angeles. Can you name that King? He now works in the LA Kings organization in player development. This week's Name That King is Matt Green. Matt Green, part of uh, two Stanley Cup winning teams. Again, kind of a rugged defensive defenseman who was known for his physical style. Um, and again, now working in the Kings organization. Matt Green, this edition of uh, Name That King. By the way, speaking of names from the past, this one is one you might remember. Do you remember Rich Clune? Uh, I did see today that the former LA King um, has announced his retirement after 16 professional seasons, mostly uh, in the minor leagues. He was one of those guys who played a lot in the AHL, had a cup of coffee here and there in the NHL, including 14 games with the LA Kings. He played a lot of, of games for the Manchester Monarchs back in the day, the Kings old AHL affiliate before they switched to the Ontario reign. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. Former King Rich Clune hanging up the skates after 16 seasons, and uh, apparently he's getting a job working in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, kind of like Matt Green, uh, probably in, in player development or scouting. And just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on LA Kings. Coming up on Friday's show, we will update you, obviously, on any LA Kings news over the past 24 hours. Uh, We will also get into the Locked on LA Kings email box and read your comments and answer your questions about the LA Kings. Uh, So if you would, there's still time to get in an email uh, for a comment or a question. If you would like, the email address is LockedOnEddie.com at gmail.com. That's E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. You can also be interactive with the show by following us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings. You can always make comments on anything uh, with an episode or anything else that you would like to throw out there. Uh, The Twitter account, again, is at LockedOnLAKings. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to this edition of Locked On LA Kings and watching as well on YouTube. My name is Eddie Garcia and reminding you always, Go Kings Go!